0: Hey everyone, this is Selling on Giants, the e-commerce marketplace show, where we would chat with experts in the e-commerce industry and talk about the latest insights, strategies, and best practices they need to succeed on major e-commerce marketplaces. I'm your host, Victor Dwyer, and our guest today is Kurt and an early member of Seller Rocket, known for being a pathway into Amazon editorial recommendations with his extensive experience in the field. Kurt has a wealth of knowledge to share with us today, which I'm super excited about. Before we dive into mastering the algorithm, unleashing the power of external traffic, Kurt, please give us a little intro about yourself and what you're currently working on.
1: Yeah. So I've been at Seller Rocket for since we started for the most part. We drive external traffic to Amazon. We're currently working on migrating towards Amazon attribution and navigating the publisher space in that respect. But yeah, excited to be here.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. I just wanted to like chat about that real fast when it comes down to Prime Day. Like what are you seeing and what are you seeing different and love to get your thoughts on what's going on there?
1: Well, this year, at least for Seller Rocket, we made more of an effort to get ahead of the curve for Prime Day, get yeah. out to people as early as possible and let them know, hey, if you share your deal information with us, we're going to share that deal information with Publishing Network that we have and hopefully promote their content, promote their deals that are going on, get more eyeballs to those products and drive some good results. We're seeing good results so far. I think every year there's some things that end up working really well, some things that you know turn out to be a flop. So I'm really yeah. excited to see how things shake out you know, after the dust is settled.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then like, let's just start out with like editorial recommendations. Like what are they? And how can someone get started with Amazon? Like why are they so important?
1: So, for the longest time, Seller Rocket has been known for the editorial recommendations that show up on the Amazon search page. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've noticed, but those have disappeared. As of April 5th, Amazon discontinued that program. So, they no longer show on the search page, which they were so great when they were there cuz you didn't have to pay per click. You're right there front and center on page 1. So anybody who got shown in those editorials had really great results. From the early days, people would say it doubled, tripled, quadrupled their sales. And you know, as things had gone on, we saw less and less being attributed to those articles. So we expected it to for Amazon to pull the plug eventually. But so they finally pulled the plug. Now, since we were expecting it, we had already diversified into external traffic, working with those publishers. That honestly, the those articles usually had a counterpart that lived on the publisher's website. And so that's what we're focusing on now is just getting. Brands placed in those articles that live on the publisher's website, recommendation type articles, product comparisons, buying guides, things like that.
0: Cool. Yeah. Can you go into like how to possibly get in touch with some of those publishers and what like some of the effects are? Like, is it worth paying them to get on? Like, what does that price range look like? And go into a little more about that.
1: So it can be really expensive to work with publishers directly, especially if you want to have any bit of coordination on the campaign. I, I've talked to other sellers who have just done the really busy work and sent a lot of emails to all the people who write those articles, just finding you know, the author of the article, finding them on LinkedIn, sending them a message, sending them an email, any way of getting in touch with them and saying, hey, can you feature my product? And every now and then, I'll get one of those emails forwarded to me. And usually sellers are sending like a big long, like, this is what's so great about my product. This is why you should feature it. This is what we're going to offer to you. And sometimes I think that approach, it kind of hinders things a little bit because you're telling the publisher what to say. I think the best approach is just to say, hey, here's my product. It has this many reviews on Amazon. It sells this much every month. It aligns with the article that you already have. If you'd feature me, I'd love it. So you can get placed for free if you take the hard path and you know reach out to everyone and their mother asking them to- <laughs>
0: But, yeah. So, what's the best way to do it then?
1: I think going through our services. Of course, we're kind of a middle ground between those placements that are paid for. If you've, you know, for an example, BuzzFeed, they have packages that go upwards of fifty thousand dollars for placing a brand or a few of their products. Just certain campaigns that they have that where they'll push your products. All publishers have some sort of program like that if you're going to work with them directly and, and help to coordinate the content. But there's sometimes limitations in, in what they'll give you. Maybe they won't give you any data. Maybe they will. Maybe they charge you based on the data. It's, it all depends. And then some of those slots in those articles, the publisher just found a product on Amazon that has a ton of reviews. It fits with the content that they're writing. So they put a product in that article for free. So where Seller Rocket fits is kind of in between. There is a price to be placed into the articles, but we try and make it more of a membership so that you're not paying for every single article, you're not paying for every single publisher. You just join our network, we'll get you added to as many articles as we can. We're constantly working to expand our network of publishers, expand the different types of placements that we can do with the publishers. So I think we're the better option, but you know, getting it for free is you know, always great.
0: Yeah. And can you go into a little bit about like what that looks like? So let's say if I'm selling a new phone, hypothetically right here, and like let's say if I wanted to possibly get more traffic through a blog and things like that and external traffic through that what would that look like? Would you start like listing it more on these external publishers that people are talking about that? Yeah, can you go more into that?
1: So the way that, that we operate, we have a network of over 500 different public publications that we work with. Some of them we have closer relationships than others. There's, I would say 10% of the list we have such a close relationship with. If they have an article already that that product fits in, we can get them to add the product. If they don't have an article already, they, we can get them to write a new one. And then we have two other groups of publishers where some of them work really closely with us, but they may have a higher criteria that they're looking for. Uh, So they want to see products with a ton of reviews. Those tend to get picked up. I think it's just like a mental shortcut for the publisher to say, yeah, obviously 20,000 people like this product. It's going to sell well if we put it on our site. So there's that group that works closely with us, might have a higher criteria. And then another group where we have absolutely no control over what they pick up and what they don't. These are usually the the mega huge publishers that Mm -hmm. the Meredith.dash or Hearst magazines of the world where they might not need a product suggestion from us, but from time to time, they will place a product that we've recommended to them.
0: Cool. That's awesome. And what does that look like? I'm curious, like personally, I don't go to these magazine websites because I'm not in that target market, obviously, but- Like, what does that like sales increase look like? I don't know anything when it comes down to like, love to hear more about that.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm currently building a case study with one of my clients. They started with 13 different products. And because they started with so many products at once, they've kind of got the full spectrum of results. Some of these, you know, maybe they got placed in an article that just doesn't get as much search volume. It's a a category, like a small squeegee, you know, it's not something everybody's looking for And other products that they sell. You know, they have tons and tons of reviews. There's tons of articles. That rank on page one of Google, and they're in half a dozen of them, and so they see a couple thousand dollars every single month in sales. But this isn't—it's never—not never—but in most cases, it's not you know half of the sales that a product is driving. It's just you know a couple thousand dollars every month, and enough to pay for itself through the service. And it's also driving the external traffic to Amazon, which has its own algorithm boosts. So it's—it's it's a part of the whole puzzle. You know, it's not the main squeeze. Amazon PPC, I think, is going to be king for forever until Amazon finds another way to to take money from sellers.
0: Are you an online seller struggling to navigate the complexities of marketplace management? Let Bellavix help. Our dedicated team of professionals are passionate, innovative, and committed to excellence to growing your brand on marketplaces. With Bellavix, you can trust your brand will receive personalized support and expertise that will help you stand out from the competition. We understand that every brand is unique, which is why we tailor our approach to fit your specific needs. So if you're ready to take the brand to the next level on marketplaces, contact Bellavix today. Let us help you achieve your goals to grow your brand. That's what I found an issue with my external traffic business that I had when came to TikTok to Amazon is that like the efficiencies of Amazon ads, like I like couldn't beat them. So that's why I had to switch over to like doing more of the agency side because of the efficiencies of Amazon ads and things like that. But is there anything else that Seller Rocket is focusing on right now? Like, what do you think that Amazon sellers should be focusing on when it comes to external traffic? Like, is there anything else? I think
1: Google Ads is an, kind of an untapped area. There's a few different companies that have sprung up recently that'll manage Google ads for you or help you put attribution links into Google ads. So Amazon attribution is another thing that I think is the future. Amazon sellers love it because you get the data right in your own dashboard you know, uh, based on the tags that you're using. But when that comes to publishers and getting publishers to use those attribution links, it sounds like an easy thing to just say, hey, just use my link. But if the publisher uses a brand's attribution link, the publisher won't receive any sales data. They won't receive any commissions from Amazon. And so that it causes another hurdle there. It's not like share a sale where, or any of those affiliate marketing programs where a publisher could join the brand's account and earn commissions directly from the brand and get some sales data. It's somewhere in between.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I totally agree with Google ads, especially the way Amazon prioritizes Google over their own search algorithm. Like think about it. If you were to type in like Samsung phone on Amazon and purchase it, you would see a little bump and increase. But if you were to type in Samsung phone on Google and then buy it, you would see an enormous increase on Amazon if someone purchased it through a Google search. And it's really fascinating how Amazon prioritizes that, but it makes it where it's very effective to advertise through Google advertising because you see that large increase in organic sales. So I think that's a huge untapped potential that a lot of people aren't doing yet, to be honest.
1: Yeah, we're experimenting with that to see you know how to optimize different campaigns. Some of our team, I don't know if you knew this, but one of our company's founders, was a founder at bestreviews.com and their team is very good at managing Google ads. And now they're working with us to to manage Google ads for sellers. And so we're using their expertise to to optimize the campaigns. What I found is not every Amazon seller is an expert in the Google ads console. I I think it's a little bit more complex than the Amazon console. And then connecting the data from Google to Amazon is a whole other hurdle, which there are other companies out there that help to solve that issue.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what is the like prime customer, I guess I should say, that you think that should always be doing Google ads? Like, is it someone that you think everyone should be doing Google ads? You think it's only for certain people? Like, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I would not say it's for everybody. It's almost something where you have to kind of play with it to find out whether it's right or not. There's what I've found is products that are less than $30 can be hard to drive a good good conversion rate. The cost per clicks versus, you know, how many clicks it takes to get that sale can be less than ideal. More higher priced items are good products that are really unique and where like, if it says like this is the best coffee mug and then you click on the ad you see the coffee mug and like oh I I don't like that coffee mug that's not the one I want those are probably not going to do best through Google ads but we found higher priced items if they're really unique or have a really good brand behind them also depending on where you send that ad if it's going directly to the product detail page or if it's going to the storefront storefront might convert a lot better because there's more options nobody can advertise in your storefront so I think storefronts are best but sometimes we find product detail page converts just as well
0: yeah that's really valuable and And is there anything else when it comes down to external traffic that you kind of wanted to talk about? It could be about Google ads. It could be about blogs. What else when it comes down to external traffic is, do you think a lot of Amazon sellers should be doing right now?
1: Well, just driving any external traffic in general is great, but I think understanding how things are tracked for publishers, they use Amazon Associates. And sometimes that can be a hurdle connecting the dots because the data that comes from Amazon Associates, the unique identifier there is the date ship, which matches to a fulfillment report on Amazon. And most Amazon sellers are looking at an orders report and trying to match order IDs and the date shipped. It does match to the fulfillment report, but it can be tough to connect the dots. Amazon doesn't make it easy, but that's also Mm -hmm. because the publisher may have just grabbed that link off of Amazon for a product, a lot of reviews, put it on their page They're earning affiliate commissions. If anybody follows that link and purchases the product, they have nothing to do with the orders. They have nothing to do with, you know, any bit of that seller. It's just, you know, Amazon reports what they're earning a
0: commission for. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. And like, what are some like things that you are seeing when it comes down to Amazon sellers that are doing it wrong when it comes down to sending external traffic that aren't doing it correctly? I wouldn't say it's wrong,
1: but a lot of Amazon sellers, it might even work really well for them sending traffic from Facebook and Instagram. I think sometimes it can be tough to figure out at first. I think all types of external traffic, you have to kind of have to mess with it to figure out whether it works for you or, or not. I've heard from sellers that dump a lot of money into Facebook ads and maybe they don't get much of a return. Or also with... Google ads. I've seen that as well. They dump a lot of money into Google ads, never really figure out how to get it to work for them. It might be a problem unique to that seller, but sometimes it's a product. Sometimes it's just the category. It all depends.
0: Cool. Yeah. And is there anything else that you wanted to talk about when it comes down to external traffic or when it comes down to increasing the algorithm on Amazon that you wanted to talk about? I think
1: there is no silver bullet in all of this. Like I said earlier, I think mm-hmm. Amazon PPC is king always, but having diverse streams of traffic to Amazon is how you're going to get the best results. Yeah. You know by doing five things that appease the algorithm, maybe you get an extra boost that you wouldn't get if you were only doing two. So yeah. Never rely too much on one thing. Yeah. You know, it's all a piece
0: of the puzzle. I see like like this Q4 and especially like next year, external traffic being a necessity because the Amazon advertising cost is only going to increase. And people on Amazon are already squeezed really thin when it comes to profit margin already. And I see a lot of people moving away from Amazon advertising to like Google ads and these other stream, these external traffic strategies really soon because they're going to be a lot more profitable than Amazon ads, in my opinion, is from what I'm going to see. I've heard a lot of sellers ask about sending links to Shopify recently. Didn't
1: Amazon recently increase their fees? I think they're they're taking like 40% now or something like that with FBA. So I have a lot of sellers that say, hey, can you send traffic to my Shopify? And it sounds great. The conversion rate that we've seen for links that go to Amazon on any site, not just one publisher that we work with. We've seen it's about 12% is the conversion rate to Amazon links, but the conversion rate to any other website, whether it's Shopify, Walmart, Target, Best Buy, some, any of those other sites, it's like 1%. So wow. the increased margin that you're going to see doesn't really outweigh you know sending traffic to Amazon.
0: True. And that, that's how I usually explain it is like when you send the traffic to Amazon, yes, you don't get that data, like you don't get the email addresses or anything else like that, but you do get that increased Amazon flywheel effect that Amazon will boost you up in the algorithm that will equal more sales than that like little profit margin that you would have gotten from that initial sale is how I usually explain it. So usually sending the traffic to Amazon is usually the best option, in my opinion, versus Shopify.
1: Have you worked with many direct consumer brands? Because when they get it right, man, they get it right. It's amazing the stories that they tell. They just send an email that, hey, we got a new product and there goes the sales. So yeah,
0: yes. I think it's really the difference between a seller seller and a brand like usually a seller is very like short term like they don't really have a lot of following but brands have a huge following because they're constantly posting content things like that so they can easily get like all these sales so i think it comes down to really becoming a brand i think it's gonna be a lot more important because like honestly like china's always gonna win if it's a seller game like china will always have the cheaper prices like the ends that's just how it is but if you're a brand people are going to pay more for that brand rather than buying the chinese version of the company like that's just how it is like what are your thoughts on that? I think building a brand is, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. We're
1: also starting to provide more services towards helping to build a brand, using publishers to write brand reviews rather than compare you to other products that are similar to yours and, and ranking them, just having pages created that are just telling how great your brand is. I mean, anybody who's gonna search for your brand already has you know some purchase intent. They're looking for validation that something that's gonna say this is the right brand to choose from, but just making sure that there is content available on online if somebody is to search for you. And that's something that those Chinese brands don't have. For one, they they just, sometimes when I talk to them, they just it's like they speak a foreign language or something. (laughs) 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 Yeah, like they might not understand the value of having, really working to build a brand. They want a quick return on investment, low pricing. That's what they're looking for. Mm
0: -hmm. And is there anything else that's been top of mind for you lately? It could be, you seeing like, it could be related to external traffic, it could be related to Amazon. Is there anything lately that's been top of mind that you've been wanting to communicate?
1: Nothing really that I can think of. I've really just been working hard trying to build case studies with with current Mm. clients and really get the word out that you know even though editorial recommendations on the Amazon search page are no longer a thing, driving external traffic, being featured on a publisher's website, there is a certain percentage of people who look for reviews content. They see the search results on Amazon, there's 50 results on the page, and they're kind of overwhelmed with with all the options. So people do go to Google and they do research on on which products to buy, and it's good to be mentioned in those articles because that also helps build your brand.
0: And especially if you have like those like really big purchases, like for example, like the computer laptops, I do a ton of research on laptops before I purchase them. And that's where I would go to Google and then research more about certain aspects about it. And if there's a, like within the article, if I'm reading it and it says, Oh, like here's a solution for that to purchase, like purchase this right here. And like, I would just go purchase it. Like while I'm doing the research, especially like as Christmas comes up and things like that, like, I think it's really valuable to if you have like those really intensive research based products like technology it could be about like it could even be like furniture like things like that like what fabrics to use like any of these like big purchases that people have to research like I could see that how blogs could be really valuable on that side for those these big like research products
1: yeah yeah you oh know. one other thing that, that we've been seeing I thought it'd be, be cool to mention you know that the wildfires that have been going on in Canada and you know kind of across the Western states, the smoke has been causing air purifiers to fly off the shelves. (laughs) So... Yeah. Sometimes yeah. just making sure that your products are in reviews content because people are specifically looking for your products. Like, you know, demand goes up quite a bit, random products throughout the year.
0: Yeah. I know how that is. My allergies have been killing me. So I get air <laughs> ear- purifiers all the time. So yeah, it's just how it is. Well, Kurt, thank you so much for joining today. Please tell the audience how to find you and how to find more about your business.
1: Just go into our website, sellerrocket.io or shoot me an email, kurt at sellerrocket.io.
0: Cool. Awesome. Kurt, thank you. so. So much for joining and thank you everyone for watching and listening in and this is the selling on giants podcast tune in later thanks guys bye